0: Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, before we start this new episode, I'm just going to basically thank anyone who's been with me so far. I don't know who you four people are, but thank you, because almost every episode uh, gets there as soon as possible. I'm very happy that you're always there for me, and I would like to, you know, ask of you if you'd like, you know, uh, anything else added to the show, just... Tell me, it's no biggie, I'll listen, and uh, help me promote, so we can grow bigger. Alright, so, before I start off this episode, I'm just gonna say I'm sorry that it took me this long to do it, but I waited for uh, something to happen before I could do it. So what is it I'm talking about, actually? Spider-Man, the video game for PS4. I waited for the New Game Plus to finally make a good review so that I could say that, yeah, I can do this for you with the utmost information at, me, at my disposal. So, <clears throat> let's get into it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man's PS4 game, let's just call it Spider-Man PS4, is practically a great superhero game. It is a game, of course, about Superman, Peter Parker, not Miles Morales. And basically, it's about him being uh, Spider-Man for more than eight years. He has accumulated quite a villain list, but not as big as you might think. And uh, well, the story starts off by you beating uh, Kingpin, J. Jonah Jameson not, no longer being... <clears throat> Uh, the head of Daily Bugle. And uh, he has a podcast now, much like I do. <laughs> and uh, basically the story is just about uh, Spider-Man. After being Spider-Man for eight years. Trying to balance his personal life, his professional life, and his Spider-Man life all together While facing new villains that come left and right. So... <clears throat> Obviously, there's going to be spoilers, but for those of you who are listening, uh, you might have already played the game, so you might not care about the review at all, but it is kind of a review that you know goes for how long will this game last for you? How long will you be playing it? Is it worth the buy or the rent or anything else? Basically, given my situation, uh, I'm not able to afford all of the games at launch. Very rarely do I do that. But when I get them later on, maybe sometimes it can be two weeks after, maybe it can be one month after, um, uh, then basically I can tell you, for those of you who are on the fence about buying them, is it worth the rent, buy, or, I don't know, anything else. So, alright then, let's hop into Spider-Man for now. Uh... There's going to be spoilers, obviously. The story of the game is pretty, how would I put it, mundane. I'm not saying it's a bad story. It's a great story in many regards, but I don't see it as an iconic Spider-Man story. So what do I mean by this? Basically, Spider-Man has a lot of stories to get inspired from a lot. This character is one of the few characters that actually has a big enough world that it can just basically have its own universe, you know, Spider-Man aside from any other Marvel character and be just as successful. In fact, Spider-Man, X-Men have been some of the most successful comic book characters in history, even more than and than Avengers at one point. You might think Avengers and Iron Man are popular, but trust me, before those movies, they were nothing. Not even compared to these guys. So, when I say that Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, DC were kings of comics, you have to basically, you can't disagree. I mean, Iron Man was a nobody. Avengers, they were there, but never in big big stories even if they were it was part of you know being uh alongside x-men and others and most of the time they didn't have anything to do like for example i would refer you to ultimatum story which came from the ultimate universe avengers probably had a little role to do but not that big to be honest i'm not actually saying ultimatum was a good story though House of M, anyone? So basically, as you can see, most of the crossovers revolve around X-Men and sometimes even Spider-Man. Spider-Man has this multiverse which is much more bigger and better than any other multiverse I've ever seen. Even better than DC's in many, many regards, in my opinion, at least. So, the story here problem is it's not iconic. It's not something that you'd be remembering. It feels more like an... Not exactly origin story, but the story of a Spider-Man who has been Spider-Man for maybe two years. At most, three. This is the problem I have with this game. The story, the gameplay, it doesn't feel I have been Spider-Man for eight years. Spider-Man who has been Spider-Man for eight years definitely has a lot of enemies. Definitely has a lot of people coming after him trying to kill him. But. This story, for a lot of reasons, doesn't feel like that. For one, the basically all the villains that are in the game can be counted to maybe seven. Seriously, seven. We have a Sinister Six, we have uh Kingpin, and Shocker, if you want to count him. Unfortunately, the dude doesn't appear that much. So if we count, you know, Black Cat as well into the count, she's coming on October 23rd. And, of course, I'm gonna count Shocker as well, so this comes down to 9, less than 10, actually. There are two more on the way, according to the credit scenes, and many, many hints throughout the game. But, my problem is, why? Why does he have such low count when it comes to enemies? And that's not the only problem. The recognition Spider-Man has, again, it doesn't feel like he's a hero for eight years. Being a hero for eight years means that Jameson at one point should have given up on the whole idea of Spider-Man being a menace. Sure, people will listen to you for the first two or three years, but after eight years? Come on. In the comics, this still goes on, but I, don't, I can't agree on this point with the game. If the game told me Spider-Man has been Spider-Man for less than that, I would have been much more happier. But when you tell me eight years, I expect a really cool Spider-Man. So when they told us Spider-Man has been Spider-Man for a long time and he has this new suit, I was really excited because I thought that this is a much more mature Spider-Man. He has this new suit, obviously, and he also has a lot of gadgets. Then they told us you'd be starting the game with the classic suit. That's where I got worried. And this worrying comes back to me in the game. The game story, like I said, doesn't feel like Spider-Man has been Spider-Man for a long time. It feels much less than that. So, given that everything that happens around you feels completely new to Peter Parker, aka Spider-Man, which doesn't make any sense, why should it be new? So, one of the main problems is that the story is... uh, really intertwined with the gameplay, Mold well, that is not a bad thing, the bad thing comes when basically all of that stuff, everything that happens, is basically ruining the story and the world of that character. In the game, you have as part of the story to go, you know, make the city look better, Uh, Sorry, the map of the city looked better for you simply because, you know, there are some towers. If you want to find some people, missing people, or some objects is better, you have to, you know, take photos of landmarks. Not necessary to do, but that's what the game tells you. So this leads me to believe that Spider-Man is on the verge of beginning to be Spider-Man, not eight years of being Spider-Man. So if you have been Spider-Man for eight years, you already know the city of New York. Hell, if you'd been Spider-Man for two months, you might have known. As a citizen, you already know. So what the hell? Next problem that comes up, again with this idea, is that has a Spider-Man already done this? Taking pictures of landmarks to, I don't know, uh, scientifically make it easier to find some things? How is it possible that he hasn't done it yet? How much of a sloth is he? Second thing, sorry, first thing that comes to mind throughout this whole story that doesn't make any sense to me in terms of eight years of being Spider-Man is how is it possible? How is this possible that the Spider-Man who has been Spider-Man for eight years hasn't invented way more gadgets than he should have? The gadgets you begin with in the game is only one, web shooter. Everything else you created in the game. And this makes me think that Peter thought to himself... Hmm, I don't need any more gadgets. I'm just fine with my shooters. And then in the game he says... Ah, why didn't I develop this? This looks good. Dude! Eight years! Why? Doesn't make any sense. You know, when Kingpin says... Eight years of this insolent child... I just thought to myself... Well, he's still a kid. It doesn't feel like eight years have passed at all. And I'm just wondering... What did he do at the beginning? Like, what was he doing? (laughs) What was his suit? Powers? What the hell? Why is he so behind? So this is a big thing that not only destroys the gameplay in big ways, it destroys the story. I think of this as a big minus, a big negative. It shouldn't be there. As a story point, this is bad. If you had told me, that new Spider-Man had all of these gadgets and a new suit, but then had it destroyed in a fight, now he has to revert to his classic suit and web shooters and has to make them all over again, I would have swallowed it a little bit easier. Why? Because Batman already fed all of us these things with every new game. Didn't he? So, it wouldn't have been weird in many ways. But this is weird. It really is. After eight years, it never came to pass your mind that you need electrical webs. Especially after seeing somebody like Electro, you could use it. That's the problem. So, aside from these things, now let's get to the actual story. The actual story is, like I said, not iconic at all. It's not a game that, uh, story that you'd be remembering for a long time. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn story. That game, to me, was a nice game. But in terms of story of and actually uh, making an impact with your gameplay, I didn't find it any good. I found it like a clone, a mass of a tree, in a big way, especially the final battle, especially with those enemies. So this is just like that. I'm not calling it the curse of PS4 games, no, because most PS4 games or PlayStation games in general have amazing stories. Last of Us uncharted god of war spider-man does have a good story and does have great characters in it but there are some red flags that keep popping up and i don't think that insomniac you know saw them and told themselves that yeah we're gonna ignore them i don't think they were that stupid to do this because otherwise why why did you ignore it so one of the things that I think is really stupid is that when the game had one of the uh, trailers introduced in E3, we saw introduction of the Sinister Six. Well, this might have been spoiler because at the time we didn't know it was a spoiler. We all thought that, well, it's not a spoiler, it's just showing stuff or showing Martin Lee is Mr. Negative. So now I will tell you why that's a problem. As it went on, uh M. Peters then says You? What does this imply? First of all, this implies that Peter knows the guy. Second of all, this implies he has a personal connection with the guy. I had no idea Doc Ock was in the game. I had no idea Octavius was in the game. But as we got closer to it and Sinister Six was introduced, I immediately thought of Dr. Octopus. Why? Because he keeps looking up. He just you know, he keeps his head down, slowly, goes up and up. And when he says you," he means he can actually see the guy. Green goblin, you can't see the guy. So how do you know this green goblin? Most villains in Spider-Man, you cannot see their face. Well, only ones that you can, aside from Craven, the hunter is Dr. Octavius. And when he's going up, of course, he needs those mechanical arms so he can make noise, it can make no noise. So it just goes up. But if it was Green Goblin, it would make a lot of noise with that thing, glider. So everybody guessed it was Dr. Octavius, aka Doc Ock. So it was no big spoiler for me. When I actually saw Doc Ock in the game, I saw that, you know, Dr. Octavius is in the game, I thought to myself, oh, come on. Dr. Octopus? You better make him good. And to be honest, he's a good character. You feel sorry for him, you feel emotional that he's become a bad guy, and he feels sorry for you. He actually knows you're a Spider-Man. He plays around a little bit to not say that you are him, but when he grabs you and throws you off of the raft and warns you, you can see there's a look of sadness in his face. You can't see his eyes, obviously, but you can see that he's a little bit sad. So that's amazing. That's a small hint to you as a player that he knew that you were Spider-Man, and he, you know, tried to save you for now. That. That's amazing to me. I think that uh, this was absolutely wonderful move by the writers, by the director, everyone. Now we come to the rest of the things that happen. Story-wise, I love. The connection between Peter and every single one of the characters. I love his connection with MJ, who I think is actually a better character in this story. She actually has a role to play. She's not damsel in distress, and she says that to you many times in the game. I love that about her. That just proves how powerful she is. (laughs) She's actually really courageous and crazy, in my opinion. I, many times in the game I thought to myself, okay, she's definitely going to get killed here. And she didn't. What's that? The relationship between Peter and MJ is an authentic one. You actually feel like the third wheel. Just like how we felt watching Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. The relationship between Gwen and Peter was authentic. If anything about those movies was bad, we say that everything was bad about them. This one was not. You actually felt the relationship. You actually felt like, you know, embarrassed for Peter. You felt like in love with these characters. And you were like, I actually feel the love is real. You feel the same thing with these two. You feel like, you know, Peter is stupid for texting something. And when you hear the reply, you immediately say, oh, I've been there. So that's amazing. That's a win. Then comes Yuri, the captain. Yuri the Captain is actually a pretty nice character. I didn't even know about her. But one of the things about her is that, if you don't know, both voice actors of Spider-Man and Yuri are actually married in real life. And they have a lot of interaction in the game. And it feels like they're a married couple talking to each other. That's the funny part. I don't know how that came to pass. But for some reason, Yuri and Spider-Man do feel very close. I don't know if they have been together or not. I imagine it would be really awkward doing the nasty with Spider-Man and having his mask on. Jeez. But still, (laughs) it's really cool. I love that relationship. In fact, I love the character Yuri. She's amazing. She's a really cool character. She actually reminds me of one of my relatives. So maybe that's why I like her so much. Now we come to Aunt May, who I think was probably... One of the best ones. Aunt May has had many, 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 many uh, characters. You know, Many portrayal of her in both live action and animation. Video games also. Because Spider-Man has had many of them. So, I always rank that the best Aunt May came from the Sam Raimi movies. Then came the Amazing Spider-Man. Then came this one. I actually think that they keep... Destroying Aunt May in terms of being a good character with every movie. Because I think, you know, why is she so young? Why? Aunt May is not supposed to be hot. So Aunt May in this game ranks second in terms of being a great Aunt May. You actually feel closer. You actually feel like she cares about you. And you actually feel warm inside whenever she tells you I love you. Hmm. I'm not lonely. You're lonely. So... She's an amazing character, and one of the things that... This is a massive spoiler, by the way. It will be for about 30 seconds, so if you want, don't listen for 30 seconds. Here we go now. I didn't think that the game had the guts to actually kill her. We see her getting hurt, and I thought that she was going to be saved. The final decision Peter makes, saving one person or a whole city, is amazing. And when she says that I want to see my nephew, she knows he's Spider-Man, that's what I love. This connection, this amazing relationship is something I never expected. I never expected for this to happen, for them to kill her off. Amazing job, Insomniac. You took a risk and it paid off. I love that. Now the spoilers are off. I hope it was 30 seconds, I talked really, really fast. Okay then, let's continue. Miles Morales in the game is actually really cool. He does make a few hints and nods to his actual powers in the comics, like, I'm invisible. So, you may actually think that that might happen, and that might happen. Because when you are playing as MJ and you go into a secret lab, into the Oscar Osborn's um, secret lab at home, you see two spiders, and the powers are listed. One of them actually has invisibility as a power. I was weirded out, like, what? Really? Get out of here. So, (laughs) now, the thing is, one of those spiders came and bit Miles. I don't know, maybe he's gonna be able to turn invisible? Maybe that invisibility meant something else? Like, invisibility to radar? I don't know. So, that's amazing. The game makes a lot of hints about future characters, such as, you know venom by saying harry is sick and uh, putting him in a tank but before that you actually think he's in europe i actually guessed that he was sick or dead these were my two guesses and when playing for those research facilities i just thought to myself like being on europe being in europe and the way he talks he gets much more tired after each tape when he talks so i thought to myself he's He's either dead or he's really sick. Because I can't believe he's in Europe. Because in the first ones, you actually can guess. You know, that maybe he's okay. But then it goes on, you're like, no, he's definitely something wrong with him. So, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think that uh, it's really cool seeing Harry as the Venom. Because you see the symbiote at the post-credits. You also see Norman... And his various gadgets, glider, helmet, bombs. (laughs) I actually think that he's going to be Green Goblin. But hear me out. What if Green Goblin is also Venom? (gasps) That's crazy. That's very crazy. I'm kidding. But it'll be cool. Like seeing Green Goblin for the majority of the game. As crazy as he is. Then suddenly, Venom. Wow. Cool, huh? Maybe he killed his dad. Shit, that would be cool. But don't do it. We we, we need Green Goblin. So, <laughs> the game story is pretty much origin kind of a game. It doesn't feel like this has been going on for a while. It feels like, eh, not that good. Overall, the story. I would say that the characters and things like that they give it energy. If these characters' rea- relationships and reaction wasn't this good, the game story would fall flat. And would be terrible. The characters saved the story. It's not that good of a story. The characters saved it. Otherwise, nothing about the story stands out. And I think that telling us that Martin Lee was Mr. Negative in trailers, introductory trailers, I think was a bad move. Why? Because up until then, I had no idea who Mr. Negative was. And until the game came, I didn't even know. This character is, but I knew Martin Lee is a bad guy. Why? Because the trailers. Maybe people would have guessed Martin Lee is that guy, but the thing is, I would have loved the shock because I had no idea who Negative Mr. Negative is or Martin Lee is. Many people don't. this game actually gives him a great role and makes him a recognized character for real. But if you didn't tell us in the trailers. I think it would have been a much bigger surprise to me, at least. At least. But the game is very open about spoiling these characters. The game is super open about spoiling everything for you. Even Doc Ock. At one point, I actually thought that maybe he's not going to be Doc Ock, but then, you know, the arms come into play, and I'm like, oh, no, he's definitely Doc Ock, Dr. Octopus. I thought that maybe they're keeping him for second game. But I said, no, definitely a bad guy. Now, let's move on to the gameplay portion. As you can see, my reviews are a little bit too in-depth. In terms of gameplay, the gameplay is really, like I said, interwined with the story and music. So, every time you're trying to take off with your webs, music starts to pump you up. You're like, yay, let's go. <laughs> every time. This happens every single time. Sometimes it gets annoying. You fall down on the floor, then you just jump again. Again, the music starts. Then suddenly it stops. You just... Stru- Jump, it starts, and you're like, okay, stop. Gameplay-wise, the combat is really great. I love it in many, many regards. It's really cool. But some of the gadgets don't feel necessary and feel really dumb and out of place. One of those gadgets I never use in combat is this field you create where characters are floating in the air. I'm just thinking, like, where the hell did this come from? Which character had that? Because most of his gadgets come from gadgets he stole. But many of them are used because they are killer gadgets. It means that with one use, you can actually stop one character or maybe even two. So most of these gadgets, like I said, for some reason, Spider-Man never invents them sooner, which is weird. For example, Web Bomb is a good thing. You put it out, it controls a big crowd. It doesn't you know immediately sub a lot of characters, but like you know by stopping I mean putting them to the wall and make them um, defeated, but it's good it controls them because there's a lot of characters sometimes so that is amazing to me. I love web bomb sometimes it actually it puts them all on the uh, on the wall if they're close to it. Then we have impact web impact web is both great for stealth and Uh, combat because one shot, one kill kind of thing, unless you screw it up. Web shooters are not that great. They take like eight ones to put somebody on the floor, unless they're they're actually on the floor, and you're just putting it up. If they are standing, no way you can do it. Electric web is a stun kind of thing. Not bad, but this game doesn't have that much of a challenge in combat to use it. It really doesn't. Then there's the other, this other thing that just pushes people away, like, that I like, because it reminds me of Fus Roda in Skyrim. <laughs> but the cool thing is, the, the bad thing, actually, not the cool thing, is that it can be only used in effectively when you're on a rooftop, and you use this, and you have, like, five characters just, you know, jumping down. <laughs> That's amazing. It's actually really funny. The game actually saves them, but, you know, suddenly one web grabbing and putting them into the uh, building which is cool but I'm thinking like how? How does this even happen? Because the web came from down there not you know from the guy or maybe I'm wrong but even if it came from the guy to stick to a building how? Both ways still how? So that's another power then we have that gravity defying thing I told you about which seems cool if used in other applications and then you have this spider buddy who comes up and electrifies everybody like a ta 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 stun. And I love that about this character. It's an amazing gadget. In some places where you have problem finding many people, you have finishers. You have dodging, no counters, dodging. Combat feels great. Most gadgets are useful. Some of them are maybe used too much. And the thing with this is that... Um, well, I appreciate all these gadgets and everything. Um, not a lot of them were necessary. That's a bad thing to say. But some of them are never used. Like I said, this thing, divine gravity, looks cool, but it's not effective. I'd have to jump and hit everybody less effectively than I can actually hit them on the ground. That's a bad thing. But some of them are really cool because they can be used in different ways, like tripmine. You can use it in stealth or in combat. You just interrupt the uh, laser yourself, and suddenly two characters may actually, you know, just bump into each other. There's actually, I think, there's a trophy for that. So, that's, that's good. But the combat is not really competitive. It's not challenging. Especially on Ultimate Difficulty. I have been playing Ultimate Difficulty on New Game Plus. The game is not challenging at all. It's maybe even easier. When I fought Vulture and Electro maybe 15 minutes ago before I started this episode, it was super easy. It went easier than I would, And I kept checking if it is actually an Ultimate. I was like, really? So in my opinion, Insomniac doesn't know how to make a hard game. Because this isn't hard. This is way too easy. It's not, it's not even a little challenging. I did more times on my normal playthrough when I didn't have all the gadgets. The idea of a new game plus and a higher difficulty is that even if you have those gadgets, it will still be a challenge. Look at Arkham City. If you go on hard, which will definitely be on hard when you start with new game plus, it it is a difficult game sometimes. Especially like the... Mr. Freeze boss battle, that that dude killed me a lot. So, I'm disappointed at this point, with this gameplay. But, swinging feels amazing, Uh, there are many ways to swing into, into the city, I love that they put that many ways, but most of the time people are just gonna use R2 and X, that's it. Sometimes, yes, you're gonna use point launch, but not that much. Side quests in the game feel really good. I love them. Gathering collectibles is, again, very enjoyable. These collectibles can range from landmark to backpacks. It's not a chore. It's actually really cool because of the traversal option. Much better than Batman's gliding. By the way, much faster and cooler. Actually, much more enjoyable. Because the thing I did with Batman every time was, you know, just use this glide launch every time. Launch myself into the air. And thought that, that's so cool. <laughs> Launch down, go back up, use it again. So, I think in that regard, the game gets a big bonus. The collectibles in this game are not a chore and actually are fun because they give you an, a lot of insight about how long Spider-Man has been around, what has he done, especially the backpacks. The backpacks have a lot of easter eggs and things to talk about. That's amazing. The problem is, again, they don't give me enough reason to believe that he's been around for eight years. Now, uh, boss fights in the game are really scarce, and they don't feel challenging again. The boss fights are, for example, against Vulture and Electro. They feel really easy. I feel like Electro and Vulture could have just been harder on me. They could have just come after me in every way like they did in the normal difficulty. But in this one, they didn't in Ultimate. That's a shame. And that's not the only problem. That's the only encounter you get with these guys. The boss fight's cool, but it's really repetitive. Dodge. Attack. Dodge. Attack. This reminds me of X-Men Origins Wolverine just launch at the guys. Every boss, launch. Again, launch. Till they die. This dodging and attacking is not challenging enough. For example, Batman's boss fights in Arkham City, they were challenging because each had their own strategy. You couldn't counter them. You couldn't counter Bane, for example. You had to lure him into hitting his head into the wall. Mr. Freeze, for example, he had a lot of ways to, you know, kick his ass. (laughs) But you had to figure them out. There are some things you obviously know. There are some things you had to think about before you did them. That was a challenge. Or, for example, I don't know, Solomon Grundy even was cool. Because you had to use everything at your disposal to fight the guy. And none of them made you OP. I'm not talking about Arkham Origins, by the way. That game made you OP with those gloves. This game, you don't need any gadgets to beat these guys. Just dodge. That's the bad thing. I don't feel like it's a challenge. Then we come with a fight where you have Rhino and Scorpion. Even much more measlier than you might expect. I mean, why? You just lure... Rhino into, hitting his, into coming after you, you hit his head with something, you kick his ass, and the scorpion tries to bother you, you just simply dodge. <laughs> that simple. Or, for example, Martin Lee's fights are, again, not that difficult. Doc Ock certainly has a challenging boss fight, but it's not that challenging. That's the worst thing about this game. Boss fights are not satisfying. They don't make you feel... Like you're actually fighting Rhino, or that they're actually ganging up on you. Spider Man felt exhausted after fighting Vulture and Electro, but it was like, really? You'd, all you did was just stay on air and dodge for some reason. And how, how'd you even stay on the air? So that's a weird thing. Next weird thing is a stealth. <laughs> stealth gameplay, uh, you know, most of the time is just Smiles and Mary Jane. While they are cool in some regards, but it feels like force. The first time around, it's fun, you play them. Second time around, you're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> first time you play them for this story and all, you're like, it's okay, I like it. But then you want to play for the story again and you see these guys again, you're like, okay, stop. How many times do I have to do this? That's the problem with the stealth parts. Um, When it comes to gameplay, of course, we also have the photo mode. It's part of the gameplay as well. Photo mode is really nice, really well made. Maybe I dare say better than Arkham Knight's photo mode. But Arkham Knight has one thing that this game doesn't have. And I hate it. Exposure, saturation, and brightness settings. This game doesn't have it. It just has one. And it bugs me. I just want them all under one panel. Easy to do. And I don't want to resort to spider chrome, I think, effect. Every time I want to give it a little bit of a life. Extra life. Extra metallic life. So, most of the effects here are useless. Um, I hate that it takes so long for... The slider to go down to zero, it actually takes you 10 seconds to do it. It's really slow, which I hate. Uh, But I love the frames. This is the one game I actually use use frames, like, you know, comic cover. uh, Recently, the smartphone that comes. These things are cool, but the rest of it, to me, it feels like... eh, I know what you're doing, but it doesn't feel like that. Well, for example, having a comic panel saying, Meanwhile, so if you want me to use this, you should give me an effect that actually puts those dots, those black dots on the screen as an effect, so it can feel like a comic book. Like, the whole screen becomes that. It's not that difficult. Just posterize to a maximum effect and put those dots on it. You already know Spider-Man as a character. It can change and know that, you know, this is Spider-Man. So, that's cool. Or, one thing they could have added was changing the suits in photo mode. Maybe I want to take multiple images with different suits in this situation. I don't want to lose it. I love that they added a shortcut to the photo mode. It was really necessary. I love it. I take way more pictures now because I want a shortcut. Um, Something cool about the gameplay that also applies to the music and voice part aside from, you know, jumping and the music starting, is whenever you're on the phone, if you're running or web swinging, Peter sounds like he's actually running or doing something, you know, that takes energy. So he's like, yeah, how are you today? I'm on my way. Something like that. But if he's standing still, he's like, yeah, I'm on my way. Different. That's amazing. They actually made two different voice actings for this part. And I tested it out. Like, you know, I was swinging, he was talking fast, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to see if it does make a buck. So I immediately stopped. And when it was Peter's turn to talk again, like, you know, two seconds later, he reverted to his not running and talking. You know, normal talking. I was like, oh, shit, you didn't do that. <laughs> it was cool. The map of the game, like I said, is really, uh, I didn't say it, actually. It's really big. It, it has a lot of stuff to do. But like I said, it doesn't make any sense that Peter doesn't know any part of New York like this. Um, The map is really detailed. There are some things missing from this version of New York. It makes me a little sad. But (laughs) it's not that big of a deal to be a deal breaker. For example, when you go to Times Square, I expected to see like a Disney store. Because this game is also owned by Disney. Why can't I see Disney store? Or, for example, AMC Theater, Madame Tussauds. So, things like that. But, I know, it's very difficult to get the licensing and do all of that. But, at least, put something in their place to say that, yes, is a theater. And, I have yet to find Broadway for some reason. I can't find it. This is the only problem with the map. It feels like New York, but it feels like a downgraded version of New York. If you have been to New York, you'd be like... I know there must be something here, but where is it? So, you're looking around and you're like, where is it? GTA did all of that crazy crap with GTA 4? It was actually an authentic map. Even the LA version was really authentic. Every detail done well. Uh, the game has, of course, districts. You have to clear out districts. So you can fight you know, uh, factions random, crimes happening, things like that. That is amazing, by the way, it's part of those side quest things you can do, which I find amazing, so there's always something happening in the city. It's cool. The suits in the game are really varied and really cool, well done. I have my favorites, you probably have yours. Some, I don't think people ever will use, but they're there. Now, here comes the weird thing. Suits have power-ups, they also have some modifications. I rarely use modifications. I mean, the only time I use them was to see what they do, and I was like, "Okay, some of them are good, but the rest of them are like, why are they even here?" So the suits and the suit powers are not something that you want to change all the time. I change the suits for situations to see how they look in at night or in day, and it's fun for picture purposes. But when it comes to suit power, that comes really, really narrow to only one suit power that I'm sure everyone uses. That's Web Blossom. Web Blossom is a seriously overpowered suit power, which Spider-Man jumps up and hits everyone with his web. Practically, out of maybe 10, 9 of those criminals are going to be stuck to a wall. So you don't even need to find... If you have that suit power, just use that and you're done. And it's really weird how overpowered it is. I didn't use it that much at the time in the beginning because I thought I was going to get something better. So I said, I don't need to get too relied on this. I don't want to make it my only one. I'm going to, you know, unlike other suits and see if I'm going to, you know, um, get the other ones as well. Um. And when I did, I was like, they are cool. Like, you know, those spider arms are cool. But this one is super OP. Why? That's one thing. The other thing we come to is the challenges. The challenges in the game are basically those things done by Taskmaster. They're cool to do, but they don't make sense. Like, the cell one relies so much on timing and variation of gadgets. So... In stealth, I like to take my time. Of course, doing it as quickly as possible is a big bonus for me, for everyone, basically. But um, going ahead and making it so that you have to do it in, like, 30 seconds, that's just stupid. In order for you to get the, I think, ultimate uh, ranking, you have to be super fast, no mistake, no everything. It's a good challenge. But sometimes it feels like it's just too much. For example, the fighting ones, they're weirder than that. They do ask you to get a good combo, but you don't need to get the best combo, like not getting hit at all. Just get a good combo about 50, which shouldn't be that difficult. Use your suit power, use the impact web. get uh, done as fast as possible, and you get the best score. And trust me, you're not going to get the best score at first. You do all of that you're going to get very close to it and you have to replay again and again and again. That's what bothers me. It sometimes doesn't feel like a challenge, but an actual pain. Like, you have to do it because I tell you. Dude! Um, In many regards, the gameplay is something unique to itself. It feels inspired by Batman somehow, not a lot. And I'm proud of Spider-Man for being like that. It doesn't feel like a knockoff of Arkham games like Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions did in many ways. I love the music. I love the voice acting. I like like the story. I don't love it. I can say that this story can actually be less iconic than Arkham Knight. (laughs) Arkham Knight actually didn't have that much of a good story in my opinion. But it had some iconic moments. This one really doesn't. In many, many ways, it doesn't have any iconic scenes even. But the game is really cool. Um, Now we come to the scoring part. I'm gonna score this game an 8. I like it, but I don't think it it gets a better score than 9, mainly because of the story and the fact that the gameplay feels... Even though it's inter intertwined with the story, it's it becomes a disadvantage because of how it questions how does he how is he supposed to know the city for eight years and all of this can be swept away with one simple thing. And that's when Peter says that I had all of this stuff. I knew the city really well. It was in my data, but I lost it. The only thing he does acknowledge in the new game plus that was added is that when he has electric webbing. He simply, you know, says that I've been working on them instead of taking that taser from Jefferson, which made no sense. How did he get it under the door, which has no opening? Or like Mary Jane, how did she convince the guy at the auction house? I at the time thought she's just faking it. And I saw that on the phone, there's actually a call happening. And then I saw that she has a pre-recorded thing she called her own home and the answering machine answered, and I was like, Oh, that's cool, but this was not explained in the actual game. she just you know puts the phone away, so these things added into the new game plus explains some things better, but it doesn't make everything else go away. Spider-Man needed to explain how he doesn't have these gadgets he why does he still have his suit like this? A lot of things so I don't know. That's my opinion. The game um, has a score of 8 in my opinion. But it has a lot going for it. In terms of if you want to rent or things like that. If you're a huge Spider-Man fan and you want to play those expansions. And you want to pay money for it. So just go buy it. Buy a second hand while you're at it. Because at the store right now there is no discount. And I don't think there's going to be a discount for a long time. Buy a second hand disc. Uh, Play those expansions which are going to last you until the end of the year. After that, you can sell it. Of course, it's not going to be of high value then. But then you still can sell it for some money. And you would have enjoyed it. But if you're not a Spider-Man fan, you just want to play the game and get the Platinum and be done with it. Um, I'll say just rent it. Just rent. So unless you want to play it, those expansions as well, go for second-hand edition. If not, buy it. It's definitely worth the buy. Um, if you just want to get the trophies and play the game for one time, just rent it. So those are my opinions on Spider-Man, the PS4 game. I'm also going to be reviewing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the game I talked so much about about, and had negative comments about it, I actually didn't buy it, somebody's giving it to me as a gift, on Friday, they're bringing it for me, so on Friday, I will be starting to play the game, and uh, I will give you my opinions on the game, after I have platinum the game, because I think that when you platinum a game, you have essentially done everything in the game, uh, that might not actually be true for many people, like saying, Oh easter eggs, no, they're, much more different. I agree. But those are some of the things that, you know, every activity is linked always to the Platinum. So if I can Platinum the game, then I can tell you about everything that happened in the game. So uh, I'll do that. I'll play the game. I'll tell you what I think about it. And I don't know how long it will take, but Friday, I think that's actually the day where Red Dead Redemption 2 actually comes unfortunately like i said i don't have the money i don't have the money to buy it uh i would have loved to i can't so if you'd like to help me buy reddit redemption 2 from the playstation store you can send me um a playstation gift card a u.s gift card if you'd like and uh, I'm not asking you to do this, by the way. I'm not forcing you to do it. I mean, if you'd like me to do this so I can play that launch and give you a good review as soon as possible, as opposed to, you know, this kind of reviews where I have to wait for a discount or gather a lot of money to buy them, you can help me by sending those uh, PlayStation Network uh, US dollar codes so I can buy the game. If you would like to send me that, uh, you can send me any amount that you like, it can be as low as $3, $5, any amount, Uh, you can send me that code at my email, farzadhawx at gmail, so it's Farzad Hawks, Farzad is of course the name of the show as well, you can see it, the spelling, the Hawks one is hawx at gmail, so if you'd like to help me, buy the game, so I can review it for you, if you don't like it, that's, that's, I understand, of course, (laughs) who would like to listen to a guy review a game that everybody else is also reviewing, so, uh, if you'd like to help me, I'd be very thankful, and uh, that's it, that's my review for Spider-Man, and next week, I'm going to be starting on Assassin's Creed, if I don't get the funds for Red Dead Redemption, of course, I'm going to finish Assassin's Creed, sell it, then by um, Red Dead Redemption 2. So, thank you very much. Thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed this long review. I should have put a disclaimer at first saying it's going to be really long. Thank you for joining us.